0: And welcome to Lit by Moonlight, where it's not a phase to read this book and then hyperfixate on it for several months on end, haunted by how good it is, fully unable to move on. It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> me barfing. Did I tell you now? I don't know why we do this, but whenever something gross happens, um, Liam, Fishwas and I have started doing this thing where where we make the cat's throw up sound. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> we just go whoop. <coughs> Funny. um i think it's really funny too. <laughs> so like insert cat throat sounds here um but not because it's gross but more because i'm emotionally disturbed by this book and how good it is um
0: sometimes the only thing you can do is vomit when something's yeah really
1: sometimes <laughs> you gotta vomit. <laughs> so this week we're reviewing the sequel to hafsa faisal's we hunt the flame uh called we free the stars The zoomerah is back baby and they are on a mission to restore the hearts of the sisters of old to the minarets of each caliphate what sacrifices will zafira and nasir each battling their own darkness need to make to ensure that the line of the night possessing nasir's father is destroyed and that the magic is restored to Arawia? I'm Emberlynn, and I have a confession to make. Yeah, what's that? I have been eating honey out of the bottle for the past week.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, okay. Listen, you're so you shouldn't be ashamed for that, because honey is so good. I could eat that out of the bottle, and I'm kind of upset that I don't. I so, it started I'm proud of with,
1: you. it started with like an AU that we're both reading, which is about mm-hmm, these two mm-hmm. people that make honey, and it's like romantic. If you know um, about
0: the bees, you know about the bees. Yeah.
1: And um ever since I've been reading it, I'm like, damn, I just like want to take a bite out of a honeycomb, but it's like really expensive to buy one online and I can't justify the expense. Yeah. So I've just been like going into my cupboard at random times and like taking out the little bear shaped <laughs> bottle and squeezing some onto my finger and just like licking it up like coke. Um so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's yeah, like I doing remember- a line. Like I'm gonna go to a party and be like, "Do you want to do a line?" And someone's like, "Sure!" And I'll just take out like <laughs> take out a little honey bottle. And just Let's drop some honey. K. <laughs> okay, that's honey. You're weird.
0: Yeah, I got the stuff.
1: <laughs> I thought that was the honey right now. <laughs> I'm drinking. I'm drinking a pressed juice, and it's got this sort of like. Honeyish <laughs> glow, so it does look like I've in fact honey. I was honey. like, wow, she's really committing to it. Oh, I told <laughs> you. I, to
0: I was part. like, it's gonna be hard to talk with a mouthful of honey, but go off. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but honey's so good. I remember when I was little and I got sick and like my mom, like I remember learning that honey is good for your throat and my mom's like, here, have a spoonful of honey. And I was like, it was, I was like, I think it was like the first time I've ever had it Mm. or was like aware of it. And so I had it and I was like, can I have more please right now? And then I was like, like, I remember like asking, like, can I have a spoonful of honey? Like when I wasn't sick and my mom's like, no, we can't waste it. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Mom. Can I have more honey? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so good.
1: It's oh. so good. My, I remember the summer. The bees'
0: knees, if you will. Yeah! <laughs> so good.
1: What? Bobbin. I remember the summer, every couple of months, my stepdad has ADHD, so he'll just find a new weird hobby. And I remember the summer yeah. that he started raising bees, and it was so interesting. Like, he literally got, he built bee houses in our front yard, and we had bees, yeah. and they were making honey, and I just think about that a lot like I I just feel like once men drop past the age of 50 they just start having weird hobbies every couple yeah. of months and whenever you check in with them they're like oh what's your what's your dad doing now he's like oh he, he's raising rabbits it's like he's some a beekeeper. Weird shit. he's a beekeeper <laughs> yeah it's like and I love that I mean it's better than cheating on your wife
0: yeah that's so. great yeah 100%, 100%. <laughs> so who are you <laughs> <laughs> I am Caitlin and I do crafts now Woo-hoo! Tell us yeah. about your crafts. Uh, okay, so I do embroidery. I just finished one uh, the other day. Um, I'm very excited about it. I want to do more. I have more little embroidery kits that I'm gonna do that I'm gonna be doing later. Mm. Um, I have. I'm also currently working on like a little like those little perler bead things where Ugh. like you set them up, with little things, and then you iron them. Yes. And make stuff. I'm making a Christmas tree, yes. and um, I'm really excited about it because I haven't really. Had hobbies. <laughs> I feel like 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 hands-on hobbies that aren't like you know reading or taking walks. And I like um I feel like I haven't been crafty in a long time, and so I'm that. having a great time. It's keeping me off of my phone, um or pahoni as we like to say in this house, and um I love it. I love not being on my phone, and I love making things.
1: Can we do a craft corner on our TikTok when you come down? Like, of course we can. Every couple of v days, we'll just be hi. Today we're going to make a craft, and we'll, like, have a craft to do. I think we should. That feels like a good thing. I think thing. it's great.
0: Crafting mm-hmm. is great. It's great for the soul, great for the mind.
1: It is good for the mind. The it's end. so much more fun and exciting than being oh my on god! Your phone, I'm sure, having a good sure. time.
0: I think it's helping the old menti health, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like
1: my brain is rotting when I'm on TikTok or, like, any other social oh, media app. 100%. And I was thinking the other day about how there are certain things I just cannot remember, and I cannot remember a single TikTok I've sent you, like... At all. I'm like, no, I, like, you send me a TikTok. I have to go back and watch the TikTok to, to the TikTok to know, like, what you're responding to. Yep. And it just makes me wonder, like, how much has just, like, 15 to 30 second blurbs of video sped up my, like, just affected my memory. So.
0: No, 100%. Someone brought up something that happened while we were, like, in high school the other day. And I was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> it took me a long time to think about it. And like was, oh, it, I, was it me stalking I you? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: Fun fact: Before we started the podcast, I was telling Emberlin, "I'm like, hey, remember that time that I thought you're like someone was stalking me, but it was just you with a new number." Oh no, <laughs> information now. <laughs> it was really funny, but I was like, "Hey, I remember that. <laughs> time to bring it up again." But anyway, we're talking about <laughs> "We Free the Stars" today, um, Emberlin. What did you think of the world building? So
1: I think a lot with, as was the case with "We Hunt the Flame." I really love this. Um, Arawia is so unique from the other worlds we've read about in our fantasy series. Um, mm-hmm. I remember talking about this a little bit in the episode we did about We Hunt the Flame. Um, just how, like, typically in a lot of YA fantasy novels, it feels like we're visiting a lot of, like, Eastern European or French or English regions or, like, right. regions that are at least loosely based on, like, Western Europe and Eastern Europe. Um, so it's nice to see Arabian representation in fantasy. Um, and I just, I feel like, what more can you say like the settings are really rich very interesting it's got the I want to go to their seal of approval <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like it's it's really mesmerizing I I shared a, I included a little like quotey quote um in my notes and I'll, I guess I'll share it should yeah, I share please. it you should share it
0: okay I guess I will
1: uh, <laughs> I'm like twirling my hair um <laughs> There was a kind of sand, rare in the desert, that appeared as harmless, as normal sand, until it sank beneath one's feet. Swallowing the unsuspecting, worsening the longer they struggled, loosening its grip only when they did the opposite. This was how grief was. The longer one wallowed, the more it hungered.
0: Woof. <laughs> uh. She really she really gets it, right? Like, she really knows ha- the... Huh? Huh? Uh, hits the nail on the head. I was like, nails a <laughs> like hammer on the nail. Hits the nail <laughs> See, on is, the hammer, and the hammer. Yes, this is why I don't write. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she really gets it because like, in we Hunt the flame. She had a quote about snow, or, like the metallic taste of, like the cold or whatever. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. As someone who lives in places that go below freezing a lot, yeah, you you got it, girl. <laughs> like, oh my god, I remember that. My my memory isn't totally yeah. fried. That's cool. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's TikTok. Um, but yeah, it was, she just really, like, she really puts you in there, you know? You say, I want to go to there, and Hops is like, okay. <laughs> She's yes. just like, boop. Yes. Uh, Pops you in. Yeah, I I can't, like, say anything else that's going to be, like, really well said, because I am just, I'm just really in it. I This is the second time I've read this book, but I read it. Um, I just finished it for the second time today. Right. And I'm just kind of going insane over it. Oh hey Manny, what's going on?
1: He won't shut the fuck up. I'm sorry.
0: That's fine. <laughs> He's here, no. Um, but yeah, I also said I want to go to there. Like this world really yes. does stand out from all of the other fantasy worlds that we've read. It feels vivid and even when the world lacks magic, it feels so magical. Um I just every every place that you go within like like when they're traveling like you I just I can see it so vividly in my head and it just it plays out like a movie and there's been books that I've read where it's just kind of like fuzzy around the edges sometimes because I'm like I don't completely know where I am but I know where these two people are sitting in a room Mm -hmm. but like with this I'm like oh yeah I see the entire picture and it's just it's so cool and it's so interesting and I liked how connected more of like the other caliphates were getting in this book too and just like getting more into the powers there and how they're affected by the arts going down and just I don't know man this book is really pretty and I want to go to there is my main bit I really I like the world building
1: <laughs> yeah no I agree I feel like with the quote that I mentioned what I love about that and what I love about a lot of the metaphors that Faisal creates in the book is that she uses her own symbols and settings yeah. to create those things like she could have just talked about sand generally but instead she talked about this
0: sand in Araria
1: and I was like wow like I just love yeah. when people can do that and it just oh. and, to,
0: and to equate that to the feeling of grief it's like oh uh,
1: yeah yeah ow
0: it makes you she really makes you feel things she does she said she said you're not gonna come out
1: of this unscathed um <laughs> was there like a specific moment in this book that hooked you
0: um my hook was when i picked up we hunt the flame um because i was in it uh i loved that book but i know we're talking about refree the stars but like i like there wasn't anything that needed to hook me for this i was already i was here i was in it i was ready to go i wasn't like all right gotta get wrap me back into this world like get me hooked on this story like no we end we hunt the flame with altair with the lion and he they had left him there and they didn't know exactly that that he was left behind yet. And right. so I was already like, All right, how's he gonna get back? What are they gonna do with the hearts? They're missing a heart. What's gonna happen? The arts is gone, like how does this affect like I was in it. I was in it from the beginning and there wasn't a single moment in this book that really like it I mean this book is over five hundred pages long. There's like a hundred and seven or ten like chapters in this book. It's so long, but there's not a moment where I'm just like all right, well, this is dragging, up. Okay, I can tune out for a bit, like, I was in it, really in it, so, was there, was there a moment for you that hooked you?
1: No, same with, same with you, like, I I feel like I couldn't choose a particular moment, um, because I was already hooked, like, we already read the first book and really enjoyed it, and I just was like, of course, of course, I'm going to pick up another book about these people, and I think that's kind of if i could if there was a hook for the book in general not so much like a moment in the book that hooked me i'd say like the characters are a huge selling point for this book oh yeah um i think like the whole zoomer is so interesting um these characters are what really make the series when you read this book you've got nasir and safira and Altaïr's struggles um which immediately become the center of your world i i remember mm-hmm. like Taking this book home with me for a trip in October, and I was just like getting lost in the pages so many times because I was so caught up in their lives and emotions that I was feeling a lot of those emotions with him, with them. Um, because I'm an empath, uh, no, <laughs> which is, like, so it really pulls you in. Like you're really just kind of there in it with them and like living yeah. through their struggles with them. And I just, I really like that. Um, I
0: love good um, ensemble, like cast, like within books. Like I feel, I think my favorite books have like a solid like group of characters that play off of each other yeah and like like a good example of that is six of crows which Mm -hmm. i've talked about multiple times on this podcast um it's just that's my favorite book and what i love about that is the character dynamics and this book is no different like there's just i'm gonna talk about later but there's so many like character dynamics that are so good in this Mm -hmm. book oh my god Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah 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 exactly exactly oh Oh, that's that's what I'm excited about for this episode, I think the most too, is just being able to dive into like the characters and their lives and their dynamics because I do feel like that is what that is this that is what this book is about. Like that yeah. is the main point. The plot is excellent, but that oh. is that is one of the richest pieces of the book. So, let's get into it. Let's um, get
0: into it. Do you have a favorite quote? <laughs> I feel like we're getting into this
1: habit of having multiple favorite quotes, which I'm okay with. Like, that's yeah, I. Great.
0: That's how that tells you the writing is superb. When you have, you're like, I can't narrow it down to one. Sorry. It's better than the books where I'm like, I don't have a single fucking line in this book that I liked.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I would take that any day. Um, yep. I literally put in here in my notes like Watch Mojo's top ten quotes that made me audibly gasp. Fucking Watch Mojo. It was just like, ugh.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. I feel like <laughs> one of the underlying themes in Faisal's work is devotion. So that's kind of what I've kind of, that's kind of the overarching theme for all of my favorite quotes. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, devotion might as well be my love language personally. Like, this idea that a friend or like a lover will be there for you through everything till the very end and never betray you and would always bear their soul to you and be truthful to you and would never abandon you um and like basically follow you to the ends of the earth um that they just like see you as like the stars and they adore you and they consider you their whole world like (laughs) that is that is that's the stuff like that's good like good writing good relationship building good a great character dynamic so without further ado I want to start with my maybe my favorite line from this book which is um, something that Altair says to here. he says, Do you understand, brother? You'll have me. No matter how thick the night, I will always be there to light your way.
0: Ah! <laughs> <like>, oh! ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, And, like, literally, too, because he- his power is the light, and sears is the shadows, and... The- Wee- oh, their relationship throughout this book was so, so good. So good. And I have more to say about that later, but do go on about that quote if you need to.
1: Well, I will. I guess I'll just say, like, to your point, um, <laughs> I, you ever like, so, like, in the peanuts, when like they scream and they, like, all you see is them lifting up their heads and their nose and they there's the large, the large, gaping black mouth. Yeah. That is how I feel about yeah. that quote. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, because <laughs> I really, when I first started the book, I was worried that Faisal would take uh, um, Altair's character in the direction of sympathizing so much with the line that he becomes him yeah. or just becomes bad. But that was never going to happen because no. that man is just too golden. Like, it would never happen. And I just feel like this is such a great example of, like, <sighs> what a lovely and wonderful and just, like, mm, like, rich person that Altair has because is because he just, he has so much love for his brother.
0: Yeah, I was afraid of him sympathizing with the lion um, too, because as we come to find out, that the lion is his father, but also that the lion is like manipulating Altair and being like, hey, they left you here Mm -hmm. and they don't give a shit. They didn't even look back for you. And then, like, you can see, like, that bothers Altair because, of course, it would. Like, all of your friends left and they didn't notice that you were gone. (laughs) Like, I know you had a big mission and everything, but I'd still be like, hey, the fuck. Yeah, (laughs) what's going on? And I like that um Nasir and Altair like later on in the book after they reunited and everything like they talk about it and Nasir is just like I like we didn't even know that you weren't there until we lifted anchor and we're already on our and it was like it was too late basically like we didn't know and Altair basically told him was like listen I want you to know that if the roles were, re- were reversed I would have come back for you like I would have done that like no matter what I would have still come back for you and Nasir is just like yeah I know you would. And, well, and then is the like, like top... I have to do some reflection about that.
1: The series is literally just like top five reason for me being a piece of shit, because that's how he feels
0: all the <laughs> yeah. time. Uh, yeah. Like, just add that to the fucking list. But yeah, the list. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, uh, yes. I'm excited to talk more about their dynamic later on, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's just so special. Um, so, and so there are so few books I read these days where, like, the sibling dynamic is just, like, pristine so yeah um, we'll be coming back to that Mm -hmm. um so another one of them that really gets me going is he knew of a person who would take her to the ends of the world if only she would ask he would take the stars from the sky and fashion them into a crown
0: if only she would have it literally shut the fuck up (laughs) like stop uh take the stars from the sky and make them into a crown uh hello
1: die (laughs) <laughs> that activated the sleeper agent in me that wants to actually go, like, leap off the cliff. Actually, I can't even, like, sugarcoat it. Um, no, that's fair. <laughs> So I was thinking about it. I'm like, no. That's how it makes me feel. Um, yeah. There's <laughs> <Just> another, wah! <laughs> yeah. And it just, I think this is another great line that exemplifies Faisal's gift of prose. Like, she's such an incredible yeah. writer. That's all you hear mm-hmm. people say. And, like, it's all you hear people, who, like, critics say. She, And this, it's true. Like, As I've should, read... Yeah very bad reviews of her book where people are like, well, I didn't like it. Ew. And I'm like, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: Sorry, I saw what you not like about this book.
1: I saw a, like a, a text post through the other day that was like, I respect your opinion. No, I, I don't respect your opinion. I respect your right to have an opinion, but your opinion is still <laughs> bullshit. And that's how I feel about this. But I don't even think yeah. I respect that right. For you to have an opinion on this. Because it's actually very good. And you're wrong. That's um, oh, so good. So there's that. And then finally, because we don't have a lot of time. And I have a lot of quotes. Tame me, he <laughs> said in desperation. Be Ooh. mine. wholly and utterly. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Um. I just want to say... Faisal is who Colleen Hoover stands thinks she is, which is oh. the modern day Jane Austen. And I oh, yeah. don't want to be reductionist by saying this book is my modern day pride and prejudice. Um, so I'll say that it's so much more than that to me. I need a book where someone confides their love to someone like pathetically, like weakly, like they just can't take it anymore. They have to, or they will just keep falling apart inside, like it's hurting them. Mm -hmm. um the people's princess matthew McFadden, clothed (laughs) in mr darcy's garb would be proud um and that's what y'all get for taking away z library yeah
0: oh my god oh what were your quotes my (laughs) quotes i have i have quite a few i'm gonna try to rapid fire these but i do have thoughts on them don't
1: rapid fire them let's talk about it
0: (laughs) all right so my first one comes from page six this is where you're like, wow, we're already fucking in it. Hopsi Faisal's like, I'm going to give you some banger lines straight off the bat just to make you feel things. And that first quote is, somewhere on Char, his heart had found a beat and he intended to keep it going. The immediate growth that we see from Nasir, like he spent all this time like thinking that he was unlovable, that he it's closed off and he's a monster. And he's just like, you know what? I, with these people that are now my found family, I have a heart and I care about them and I don't want to lose that. And I want to keep that feeling. I want to keep these feelings. And they're just, oh, the growth is so good. Cheers to that, mate. (laughs) It's so good. Um, My next quote comes from Lana, who I absolutely adore. Um, And she tells Zafira, titles don't tell you who a person is. Like, I love that so much because a lot of this book was about both Zafira and Nasir. So they have, like, Zafira is the Demon Hewn hunter and Nasir is the Prince of Death. But now the arts is gone and Zafira no longer has to be that hunter and no longer can be because there's nowhere to hunt for her, (laughs) like, for the people to get her the food. So. Like, who is she without that? And, like, she's losing pieces of herself. She no longer has her cloak to hide her. People know that she is a woman. She lost her Baba's Jambia, which I will talk about in later because I'm still not okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> but um, she j- She's losing pieces of herself, and then she's kind of, like, looking up at the world and being like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Like, who am I? She's like, I'm the demon you hunter. And Lana is, like, looking at her sister being like, you know, you're a person – without that title (laughs) like and it's so good and then with Nasir being the prince of death but not wanting to be that person anymore and wanting to no longer be seen as a threat or an assassin and just be someone who is loved and who can love it's just it's so much and just seeing both of them as people like be able to grow out of that like mold that they put themselves in or Mm -hmm. were put into was just so cool and I really liked that and uh just for that line to be told to Zavira by her little sister, it was just really good because Lana had some banger quotes. Lana Um so much. I I I wanna talk about her more when we talk about her favorite characters, so please I'll save that. Another line was it was then that he knew his soul has found its match. Like literally stop when <laughs> Your soul has found his magic. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just, like, there's no one else that, like, you could, like, desire or want to be with other than that person. And, like, the fact that Nasir realized that when he thought Nasir had died, because, like, he talks about, like, his soul ripped in half or, like, he left Mm -hmm. his soul behind and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, man, you're going through it.
1: (laughs) Twin flame romance, baby.
0: Twin flame romance. Various small uh, sounds. Various small sounds. Um, my next quote comes from Altair, my beloved. Uh, he says, It means that no matter what needs to be done to make the children of this forsaken kingdom smile again, I will do it. Show me a better man. He's their Leslie Nope. He's their Leslie Nope. I love him so much. Just like the care that he has for the people of like the kingdom, but mainly like the children and wanting to change stuff. Is why I ultimately, like with what happens at the end, I love that that happened because I'm like, there's of course he's perfect. He's perfect yeah. for it. He's I love perfect. it. Um, <laughs> a few more.
1: No, uh, keep
0: going. Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> I just this book is so good. There's so uh, much. There's so many bars. So. Another favorite thing about this duology is uh, Kifa as a character, but also Uh. the fact that she has both of the lines in the books that have the title of the book, which I love. I love getting to the part in books where the title finally makes sense if it's not like automatically um, apparent. Because it's just like, okay, why is this called We Hunt the Flame? Oh, because Kifa had this whole line about it. And okay, why is this one called We Free the Stars? Well, it was because Kifa tells Zafira, We free the stars, shadow the darkness, holding us captive, and return the world to the splendor it once was. Like, it's so good. And I just feel like that, it just shows you, like, with them wanting to restore magic, it's not even just the magic, but just, like, being able to live in a world without, like fear anymore and just like like the darkness holding us captive like literally kill me. Like and she just has she gets those banger, like prosy lines and it's so good. It's so so good.
1: Yeah. Oh (laughs) (laughs) your thoughts on that I have I have a lot of thought well, I do have a lot of thoughts on that later, but I just wanna say I think what I think what makes Kifa such a special character is, like, not only does she have those lines, but she really is, and I have to remember the exact um, book blog I read this on, I think it was Becky's book blog, if anyone's interested, I'll link it in the, in the thing, but she mentioned mm-hmm. that um, Kifa is really the glue that holds the Zoom Red together um yeah. and i couldn't yeah. agree with that more like that's who she is like Hifa is considered this minor character she doesn't have like a, a perspective like altair and uh nasir and zafira all do but like just she's just as important like her mm-hmm. her lifestyle her experience is just as important and i think that's what makes her so special so i'm really glad that you highlighted that
0: yeah she's she's great i love her yeah. um all right last few quotes uh was from Nasir saying the word for what he felt for Zafira but Iskandar did not yet exist ah! so yes means like so do you love her and he's just like doesn't answer because he just he can't like love the word love isn't enough for him and there's like what I love about like the, his character in this book is like he's like I love her but like he he can't say it because he, it's just not enough mm-hmm. it's not and like he struggles with being like i need you to have the world but i can't give it to you if yet. i loved you just, any less i'd be able to talk about it more i'd be able to talk about it more baby like that is nasir in a nutshell so Fucking really it really liked friends. that yeah seriously um i liked mean telling Safira, knowing you can lose something is what makes it more precious i love because, that because ow 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 yes. my heart Yeah, a knife in it don't take shit um, for granted don't take shit for granted um and then finally this is filed under ending lines that take me the fuck out we have the ending paragraphs from nasir's perspective i once loved he had inked on his wrist i will again he inked on the other he opened his palm and a plume of shadow curled to life it was reminder people lived because he did and to think, once upon a time, Nasir Gamek, Caliph of Saracen, and Crown Prince of Arwaria, had wished he could feel nothing at all. <laughs> ah! <laughs> when I tell you I cried? And that, the, the word does not exist for what I did in that moment, because cried is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, I, like, again, today. Today I finished it for the second time. I read this book back in February, sobbed my eyes out at, at the end. I knew this was coming, but... I Listening, I listened to the audiobook this time and listening to it again. I was crying over my purler beads, <laughs> like, yeah. it was too much. I was like, Oh my god, it's because, and I just think it's so, it's such a perfect ending because the We Hunt the Flames, like his POV, starts with people died because he lived, and now it ends with people lived because he did, like because mm-hmm. he lives too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, if only We Hunt the Flame nasir could see we free the stars nasir <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> oh it's so good look at your growth babe <laughs> look at it
1: oh yeah uh, th- i i think like it makes me happy when like character growth in a series is well defined like mm-hmm. it's not like he learned one thing but he's still an idiot like yeah, sometimes yeah. those are satisfying endings. Like depending on the person. Like I don't know. We watch what we do in the shadows. They're all terrible people. That's the point. You know. Right. Like, it's the same with like Seinfeld or like Veep. Like they're all terrible. We're sunny. That's the fucking point. But like in this, I feel like it's just so satisfying because you see both Zafira and Nasir come full circle. In. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that scared the shit out of me. Um, automatic beater. <laughs> But yeah. um, Yeah. Nothing I think that I've said this... Nothing that I think I've said this entire episode has been coherent just because there are I so mean, many things going on in my house right I, now.
0: I think this entire review is just going to be like, so we really liked it, and our thoughts are, ah! And, and the rating screaming. is going to be
1: like, Evelyn was especially annoying this episode because she just <laughs> did not fucking They didn't really straight. talk
0: about the contents of the book, they just both yelled at each other for 50 minutes and it we didn't know what so was happening.
1: was scary. Yeah. Okay. Um... You had a, you had a great question that you added in last second to our notes. I would love to hear it. I do.
0: It. Um so do you think that you could part with something that holds so much sentimental value like how Zafira parted with her Baba's Jambia? That's a really good question because I feel
1: like I think about like sentimental things I have like my dad's drawings um, and like ornaments that my mom and I got at the ballet when we went to see the Nutcracker and, you know, mm-hmm. like little things like that. And it would be really hard to, to let go of those things in life. Like, I think the one thing that keeps me comfortable is like, I can't take it with me. Like, in fact, maybe when I get to like the next, I don't know, phase of existing, whether that be like some sort of heaven or like something like that, I'd like to believe that some version of those things will be there with me mm-hmm. in spirit. Um, or the people that were so sentimental and who gave them to me will be there in spirit. But I do think it is also hard to, it's hard, it's hard to think about. Like it's hard to, yeah. And then I think, I think when it comes to like things that hold sentimental value for me, it's not so much things as people, and I have a really hard time with letting go of people. So. Right. The answer is uh, no. <laughs>
0: uh, how about you? Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely not. So when I was reading the part where she has to give up her her jambia that was given by her father who is dead, and it's like the last thing. Like she has repeatedly said, like this is the last thing that I have from my Baba. Like it's just, I was like, okay, so don't let go of it. And then she has to basically give it away so that she can get like. um I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's basically like magical blood that they need uh, for right, um, right. for their whole mission. And honestly, if I were Sephira and they're like, yeah, if you want this, you need I want your knife. I'd be like, mm, I guess we're not going to get magic again. <laughs> this, like, is more important to me. <laughs> this is really more important to me. Like I have um, so I have like this little um, bear that I gave to my grandfather when he was sick in the hospital. And um, he eventually did pass away, but my grandma gave me that bear back. And if you're telling me that, like, the fate of the world, like landed on me giving someone that bear away I'd be like "Mm, sorry guys you're not kidding this like I'm not parting with that like I can't do it I'm I'm I literally wrote in my book I'm like I'm a too too sentimental of a bitch to do this like I can't do it and I don't know how people do that when they're like oh this necklace meant this much to me but now I want you to have it I'd be like no keep it You can have it. It you. To it. you. It if you mean go without it, you. you will cry
1: like a baby. That's what I would do.
0: Yeah, like I can't think. Oh, I don't know. I can't think about it. I could. I just couldn't give anything away no. like that. So I was just. I was reading that. I'm just like I, when I read books where people are like, "Okay, I have to give this really important thing to me away." Oh darn! I'd be like, every time I'm like, "Why are you doing it? Stop! Get some help! <laughs> like, Stop! No. Get some help! Find another <laughs> like, way." There's gotta be another way, and even yeah. Kifa was like, "There's gotta be another way," and the other person was like, "Nah." No. Was like, it's okay. I there is know. no other way.
1: Yeah, Ugh. I hate when that happens. However,
0: there's this is room for me to talk about this part. Um, it was because she gave away her father's knife. Um, Nasir gifted Zafira his knife as a gift, <laughs> and it was a knife that his father gave to him and he's now gifting it to her. And if I had a nickel for every time someone gave a girl a knife in a book as a gift, I would have two nickels. Which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice and they both made me emotional.
1: Knives are the best gifts for girls, T B H. Like truly yeah. You Mm -hmm, should not mm -hmm. be getting a girl jewellery. I don't wanna see any of that ugly ass K jeweler shit under the (laughs) tree. There is, if it's if it's not a knife, I don't, don't want it. Yeah, I don't want it, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to stay sentimental for a second and talk okay. a little bit about what song you would hear when you think about Nasir and Zephyr's undying devotional love.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the song of me sobbing.
1: <laughs>
0: I love listening to that. <laughs> Before I go to bed at night, I'm
1: like, oh, God, I can't sleep. I wonder if listening to Caitlin scream sob would help me mm-hmm. with that, and I put in my headphones, and I have a special track that she made just for me, just for me.
0: I do. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes she gets live versions where I'm like, "Are you ready for bed? Because I'm ready to cry."
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> the, the just girly thing posts that are like
1: falling asleep <laughs> together on the phone, but it's just <laughs> <with> <laughs> just her screeching at me. me. <laughs> 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 well, I sleep soundly. Yeah. <laughs> she cured my narcolepsy. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: the things I do for friendship. Yeah. Um, so my song would be I'm Here by Rosemary and Garlic because it's a song about feeling safe with someone and uh, because it has the lyrics, I am a lover and a friend to you, a part of your palette, a shade of blue. And then also it has the lyrics, you're all my colors and my light because Nasir told Zafira his favorite color was all the colors that make her. And I'm super normal about that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, me too.
0: <laughs> it's it's That's like one of those quotes where it's like. Because she's like, so what's your favorite color? And he goes, you. Where, like, I feel like out of context or anywhere else, I'd be like, this is cheesy as fuck. But when I read this, I was like, this is cheesy as fuck. And I was, like, crying about it. It's not cringe. I don't know I don't think so. I think it's great.
1: It's just absolutely not cringe. Like, there have been Mm -hmm. couples I've read where I'm like, ooh, ooh, get a room, you guys. But this is not that. (laughs) This is, like, this is, again, I say this is, like, some some period romance shit, like, divine. Um, So good. Mine. What what about you? I don't know if I'm using this one just because I've been thinking about it for like months straight. It just like haunts me at night. But Pink in the Night by Mitski. Uh, This song ruined my life and I'm going to make it everyone else's problem Um, because of it's just so angsty and I feel like it's just such a great it's like such a great song for when people have chemistry and maybe they've kissed before but like oh Mm -hmm. my god like oh like So the lyrics are, I could stare at your back all day, I could stare at your back all day, and I know I've kissed you before, but I didn't do it right. Can I try again, try again, try again, try again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. And it just goes on and wow. on. And it haunts me. Like, I think about it all the time. It's like the song that's in my head all the fucking time. I, it will yeah. not leave my head. And this is like such a great example of that song in practice, because it's like, ugh, oh, like, they technically did kiss before um but it wasn't actually nasir well no they they didn't kiss but like you know what the vibes were like you don't remember anyway um and yeah next question
0: (laughs) uh what's the character you would like to actually abandon on an island with an evil guy
1: uh i didn't really have one like Mm hmm Again, Correct. like, this is just, I feel like the main selling point of this book, as I've said before, is its characters. The intention of this question isn't necessarily to call attention to the morally bad or gray characters. It's just kind of highlight the characters that made Caitlin and I want to die or kill. Um, <laughs> and I just didn't have anybody this book. Like, yeah. I feel like I was so focused on how wonderful the main characters were that I was like, everyone else is also here, but that's fine. How about you?
0: Yeah. Um, I said Ramila, the keeper of the inn Zephira and Nasir stayed at for not making Nasir share the one room with Zafira to make the only one bed trope happen sooner, <laughs> and for changing Zephira's bandages when Nasir could have. He's a coward for this. <sighs> Affectionate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who did you not like in this book? Oh.
0: <laughs> no, I really, I really did not like anybody, but like, uh-huh. I remember reading that and being like... <gasps> She's like, oh, I have one room left. And I was like, so there's only one bed? And then she's like, Nasir was like, oh, and then she took pity on me and let me sleep in the storage closet. And she, as long as she, you know, redid Zafar's bandages and watched over her. And I'm like, that could have been you. Mm-hmm.
1: That could have been, been you.
0: You could have done yeah. it yourself. There's the you tension. You could have done it yourself. Yeah. There's the tension. But then they do eventually end up in the one bed together. And, um, yeah. They were teasing us they with that one. may or may not have woken up in each other's arms just like I wanted them to, so mm-hmm. it all worked out in the end.
1: Yeah. So thanks Your for nothing, Ramila. That's the right thing, yeah. <laughs> uh, is there a character you'd want to take the stars from the sky and fashion them into a crown for?
0: I mean, immediately, Altair, mm. my beloved. Oh my god, I love him so much. I, mm. I have a very special place in my heart um, for reasons no one should ever read into for characters who are like all sunshine and bubbly on the outside and they use humor to deflect but then they've got like really deep stuff happening on the inside or they have a lot of problems but they're not going to tell you about it. Let's unpack that. Um, so- let's not unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to unpack all that right now <laughs> but um, I really like those characters um, and enjoy them a lot and uh, he just really, he really fits it. Just, oh my god, I, everything he does, I'm, I'm, I'm kissing his feet. You know, <laughs> like yes. the ground he walks on. Everything, I love him so much. Um, I also, like I said before, I really liked Lana yeah. in this book so much, and I think it's just like, it's so easy for like the younger sibling characters to be written in like they're really annoying kind of way. Because sometimes I feel like with sibling relationships in books, I'm, I want to look at the author and be like, are you an only child? Because I, I'm like, I've never talked to my sibling like this before. <laughs> or just like, I'm like, do you, like, huh? Like, what's going on here? But like, mm-hmm. I really feel like uh, Faisal really just captures like a really good dynamic between Zafira and Lana. And I really liked um, just Zafira like, seeing Lana become like, go like grow into her own and being like uh-huh. oh i should be the one to protect her like she shouldn't protect me yeah. um but i just and just lana is so like she's mature but she's not you know like she's but she's not like an annoying she's not written to be like an annoying child but she's like she has she's her moments Kid, yeah she's like a <laughs> she's little, just a little kid and she's, just, she's, she's baby she's baby and just just seeing her like be there for zafira but also like kind of hold her own ground and also be like the like the cute little sister that she is to i don't know i just i really like every time she's on the page i loved her so much and i just wanted to be like oh no and just like hug her yeah big big
1: little sister vibes
0: mm-hmm. um
1: i couldn't agree more uh how about you i mean retweeting everything you said about both characters, um, for me, I'll tell you it really stuck out to me because like he does have like big flea bag vibes, like big like deflecting deep like as somebody who deflects a lot of negative feelings with humor, I just really enjoyed mm-hmm. his character because he's just like a wise cracking, silly Billy and sometimes you have to be to, you know. fight the horrors. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. And he's so charming and like so devoted to changing to changing his country, to changing um things for the people who I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about him (laughs) (laughs) thinking about Altair. Um you know I just love I love some I love a character that's not only like charming but also devoted because sometimes characters are charming but they have really bad intentions um I right. can't trust them but sometimes characters are charming and perfect and angelic and deserve the world and that is Altair mm-hmm. such mm-hmm. a person Altair was to me yes um so that's on that wow
0: him capital h him him um him but like it's there's spaces in between the h and the i and i and the m yeah yeah drawn out him yeah (laughs) him you get it (laughs) all right let's get into our peaks and valleys for refree the star refree to charge i said for we free the stars what was your first peak we're professionals (laughs) we're professionals (laughs) um I so for me,
1: I mean, when it comes to romance and YA in generally, or just like human con- connect, con- human connection in general, I'm mm-hmm. incredibly picky because, as you mentioned in our last episode, Caitlin, sometimes one character in a couple is more fleshed out than the other and more strongly mm-hmm. written. Um, and there are frankly certain relationship dynamics that I don't like at all. Like, if one person in the couple is clearly less emotionally mature than the other and has a hard time communicating their feelings, or if both characters are having conflicts that could easily be resolved by I fucking talking about- to each other. Yeah, um, uh huh, uh huh. Or, like, when the dynamic between the couple is so passionate that it's like abusive. Like, yeah. I'm just, yeah. those all give me the ick. And I feel like that's the one, that's, like, the book closer for me is when the couple gives me the ick. Um, But what I crave in a good fantasy novel is a storybook love. Like, a romance where the characters are so, and I don't just mean, I want to be clear, I don't just mean, like, romance in, like, the romantic sense, but also, like, romance in the, in the platonic sense. Because, like, yeah like platonic friendships can be inherently romantic. And there is so mm-hmm. much of that in this book. Like
0: when yes. the characters
1: are so incredibly devoted to each other or where one character is like kind of hesitant to like dive into the romance because of their self-esteem and the other is willing to show their devotion to the other to prove that they're worthy of love. Um, those are the dynamics that really get me. And I just really treasure that Faisal was so talented in creating one of those follow you to the ends of the earth, t- sorts of love, not just between mm-hmm. Zafira and Nasir, but also between Nasir and Altaïr, um, as well. And there's just so something so there's just something so comforting I think about reading this. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And since this is YA, and uh, the how is this actionable part of my brain is satisfied, um, because I just think it shows readers what love could be. Um, yeah, and that the per like the person that's going to love you best is going to put in one hundred percent for you, not just like t- two. So
0: right, <laughs> yeah. all of my
1: love to uh, Faisal for that. Uh, what was your first pick?
0: Well, that kind of goes into mine. Uh, my first one, which is all of the relationships. Yes. in this book, and I'm not even talking just the romantic relationships. I'm talking like the sibling relationships between both Mm. Zafira and Lana and Nasir and Altair. I loved seeing them both just like like, the growth between the sibling relationships with like uh, I've already talked about how much I love Lana and how she wasn't just the annoying younger sibling, but just, like, seeing her grow into this young woman becoming a healer like her mom once, and, like, mm-hmm. even there are times when Zephir is like, no, like, I don't want to lose you, and Lana has to tell Zafira, like, I can't not help these people. Like, yeah. like you have to let me like, I don't know, just like, like seeing that, like, you know, like we're both older siblings and we, sometimes I know we both look at our younger siblings and be like, you're not allowed to grow up because like, Let's I, I just want to, hold- <laughs> yeah, a big slipping through my fingers moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, le- I like, but you have to let them and be like, okay, I can't always be there to protect you, even though I want to be and like, you can still protect them, but you also have to let them grow into your own person. Yeah. And, um, so I really like seeing that. I loved seeing um, uh, Nasir and Altair grow together as brothers because, first of all, we didn't know that they were brothers for the longest time, and we hunt the flame, and then you find that out, and it's just, uh, like, they love each other so much, but, like, Altair obviously loves Nasir because he's more outward with his affection, whereas Nasir doesn't always show that, but we got mm-hmm. to see that, um, like... A lot throughout this book, and I think a lot of that helped with the fact that he didn't have Altair in the beginning, and they lost him. And like, there were so many times, like not even just Nasir, but all of them were like, uh, like someone would say something, and someone would say something quippy, and then like someone would like, like Kifa would be like, oh, I was waiting for an Altair to make a smart remark, or mm-hmm. Nasir was like, I was waiting to hear the sound of uh, Altair's scimitars coming out, and I'm just like, oh, they miss him so much. They miss him, and. But, like, my favorite line um, that happened between Nasir and Altair was when Altair does come back and he, Nasir sees him for the first time. And he thinks, for the first time since the nightmare began, he found he could breathe. And it's just like, ugh. Oh, like, it's like they're all together again. It was Daddy's all good. home. Daddy's home. Um, but I also really liked the friendship between Yasmin and Zafira. And not because of how close they were, but because of the conflict that happened yes. between them. So. Uh, Dean, who was Yasmin's brother, obviously he he died in the first book, and Safira is feeling a lot of guilt from that because she didn't love him the way that he loved her, and mm. she feels guilty about that because she feels like she owes that for Yasmin, who she calls like the sister of her heart, and there's just so much loss and Zafira feels very responsible and it gets to the point where Yasmin even like calls her a murderer yeah. because it was just you know the thing to say to make her hurt as much as Yasmin was and um just seeing seeing that conflict of like not cuz you know like like with your friendships like not everything is all like you know great and fantastic all the time and I feel like a lot of books like will um will just be like, oh, but they're best friends, so it's okay. It's like, no, <laughs> let me, I want to see them communicate fight! through this. Like, <laughs> yeah, but fight! <laughs> but like, not even fight, but just like, tell each other like, hey, you hurt me. And like, good friendships are the ones where you can be like, hey, I didn't like how this happened because it made mm-hmm. me feel this way, and you can talk about it, and it's great. And I loved the line where, um, like, it's heartbreaking, but Towards the end, Yasmin tells Zafira, "I'm not trying to stop you, Zafira. I only want to be important enough to be spoken to, to not be kept in the dark. Am oh. I not worth saying goodbye to? Am I not worthy of an explanation of the truth? Because Zafira was kind of keeping her in the dark because she and the Zumra like they all had their plans, but like she wasn't mm-hmm. telling Yasmin anything. And Yasmin is over here, like she's lost her brother." um poor girl is about to lose her husband uh yeah. she lost her best friend for a long like it's she's losing everything and Sophia's just like not communicating with her and mm. I love that she said that to Safira, and it kind of opened up Safira's eyes and being like shit <laughs> sorry <Yeah. laughs> sorry about that um so I don't know their their relationship was really interesting to me in this book so I liked seeing that all play out
1: I agree I I love fighting with my friends, like for, <laughs> like for real though. Like I really like I don't. I'm not saying that to be like I love conflict, but I just think right. Like, it, you should be able to like. I I think like what, what I like about Zafira, and Yasmin's dynamic in this book is exactly what you just said. So I don't want to like reiterate too much, mm-hmm. but like I think healthy conflict in friendship is really good in some. And, and, and like oh yeah in like a YA book to, to demonstrate because like if you're a younger person reading a book and maybe you don't know how to communicate you can read that and be like oh this is cool this is helpful you know so mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. my that is my that's my feeling about that I wow it is I I didn't even think about this so I'm glad you brought this up that's really ugh, woof.
0: big fan of communication me
1: um <laughs> so just zippity zapping into my second peak um Mm -hmm. i love this theme of like the zoomra and kifa as the glue for the zoomra um yeah i love a good family dynamic that i can just hold in the palm of my little hands and smile at friends like (laughs) it just gives me the warm and cozy feelings um I was thinking today about this, like, why – because there are a lot of tropes that I really love. Found family is definitely a favorite of mine, and I think what I like about it so much is that it's, like, a very inherently queer experience to face trauma and hardship with your blood relatives and still be able to find love and family elsewhere, Um, Mm -hmm. and, like, especially around the holidays right now where a lot of people are kind of, like, leaning on their their found family for support, Mm -hmm. especially in the queer community, I just really – liked reading this so close to that time because it kind of reminded me of how important found family is not just in fiction but in real life so there's that that really is like making me feel warm and cozy and fuzzy (laughs) um on that note uh i want to turn back to kifa i talked a little bit earlier about uh becky's book blog and how she described kifa as the glue that holds the Mm -hmm. family together i love that sentiment so much um Because if she returned to her Kelly permanently, the entire Zoomer, I think, could have fallen apart without her. Yeah. Um, And I also love the fact that Kifa is cued as asexual and aromantic. Um, Mm -hmm. And you find out her and Altair's relationship, which seems like it's kind of building up in the first book, is a very devotional platonic friendship. I love that. Because I think we're so quick. I think just because of... And not to, like, go full, like, Soch 101, but I think because we're just (laughs) so, like, charged towards heteronormativity, we're so quick to pair people in boy-girl, boy-girl friend groups. And for what? Like, picture me sitting in the chair like Wendy Williams on her show and just being like, (sighs) and for what? Because, like, we don't need to do that. And it's not essential. And right. sometimes people don't, like, like sometimes when there are two guys and two girls, they don't need to be together. That worked in One no. Harry Met Sally. And that's the only place it should be working. Be fucking for real. But yeah, like, Faisal said, nah, actually, they're friends. And I'm really glad that she made that statement and that we got to witness maybe one of the very rare, or the very rare asexual and aromantic characters in a good YA fiction book.
0: Well, on that note, my peak was about Kifa being the first asexual character I've ever read, yay! which I thought was woohoo. Uh, so yay for representation! Um, I really I I liked how um, it all played out too, because Zafira asks Kifa if she loves Altair, and Kifa responds. I'm afraid my affections don't run that way. I love him, yes, fiercely. Affection isn't measured and defined by tangible contact for me. And she goes on to tell Zafira how she used to think that she just hadn't found the right person yet, but mm-hmm. she just really never felt that pull or desire um, that other people feel. And I just, I've never read a character like that. And honestly, reading this... uh Really helped me understand that perspective and that mindset that people have, um, and that people who are asexual have. So it was very eye-opening for me to like understand like how that works. Like yeah, like they love people, but they just don't have that sexual desire. Mm. And I also just loved that uh, one that there was an asexual character, and then two that it just meant that Kifa and Altair do have that platonic, wonderful relationship because, like you were saying, like we really don't need to put like we don't need to pair everybody up like that like mm-hmm. i like i just think it makes it awkward when you just assume like i hate like there'll be times where like i'll mention a friend who is a guy and then sometimes people be like ooh who's so-and-so and i'll be like yeah. they're my friend the period <laughs> Like that's it like with not everything has to be like that and i don't know i just i think we need to see more of those platonic uh relationships like that it was so, so that- and so
1: they are my house elf <laughs> they're my house elf. they live in my closet they come out and they <laughs> polish my shoes for me yeah they use Everybody the litter box <laughs> they are not my romantic interest they are- <laughs> just because his name is rob doesn't mean he's just some guy that i'm interested in fucking um exactly. <laughs> he's my but house yeah elf. that was
0: <laughs> it was very uh very eye-opening for me so it was really nice to read that and i hope to read more characters like kifa
1: yay more yay. ace characters yeah give it to me now <laughs> um
0: for valleys, valley
1: none i mean there's nothing that i don't like about this book instead i'm gonna use this opportunity to make fun of a goodreads review that i read about this book <laughs> I'm a bully. Um, So I'm not even going to bring it up because it's just not worth it. But today when I was reading Goodreads reviews about this book and I was, you know, putting together my notes, I read one that was, this book is sexist because of the comment about men being like fish. And it was like, this book is sexist toward men. And I just sat there and had a good old belly laugh. Like... Like, tell me you didn't read the book without telling me you didn't read the book. I just, I I yucked and yucked like a woodchuck. I was like, you are so (laughs) stupid. I wish you the best with your critical thinking skills. Um, So that's my value. There was someone out there in the world that picked this book up and took that away from it. Uh, Good luck, Charlie. I really don't think
0: that they picked it up. (laughs) 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 Good luck, (laughs) Charlie. Okay, like... No, seriously, they clearly didn't read the book. Yikes! So that's Good a try, though. What about you? <laughs> uh, yeah, when I don't have values for a book, this could easily be a place to be like, "Hee hee, my valley is that there isn't more of this book." Ha 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 ha! Wish there was more. <laughs> uh, but honestly, the way this book ends is so freaking perfect. I don't need more. No, it's, it's perfect. It just really, it just wraps everything up for both Nasir and Safira, just to know they not only they get their happy ending, but like. <sighs> Just from the their both of their first pages and we hunt the flame to their last, like it's just a beautiful like, woo, Merry Christmas! It's Christmas time. Here's a big bow wrapped in the series. Like I don't need any more. I don't need any more from the story. Is I feel so satisfied. Like even with books that end where it's like ah, uh, like that was a good ending, but it, like even if it doesn't even hint that there's there could be more to the story you still be like, oh, I kind of hope we see more of these characters, uh, but with all of them, I love them so much, don't need any more. Yeah, don't and I think there's it. also that
1: fear of, like, the third, that's th- the third book in the trilogy just, like, ruining everything. Yeah. Um, so you're just I, like, I don't need it. I just need this. Please don't do anything else. <laughs> oh, what's that, it's like that, that song, that, that TikTok sound that's, like, Carl from Jimmy Neutron, where he's like, oh, I couldn't possibly, well, maybe just a little
0: more. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, yeah.
0: I'll have one more or something like okay, that. I'll have one more. <laughs> um. um, but well I don't I don't need another story of these characters, um, just so that no one else dies or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And because it was so perfectly wrapped up. Hopsif is coming out with another book. Uh. Um, is called A Tempest A Tempest of Tea is coming out fall Sick. of next year. So fall twenty twenty three. I don't believe it's in the um Sands of Auraria universe, I don't think, but no. I want you to listen to the pitch for this book. Ooh, okay. It's fantastic. Whee! It is it's pitched at it's a duology and it's <gasps> pitched as King Arthur Meets Peaky Blinders with Vampires.
1: <laughs> well, like hello? Well I'm I'll be there.
0: <laughs> I need it. I need it. And what's funny is I saw what got me into um what made me pick up these books was I saw a TikTok that Hafsa posted of like, <laughs> like, like adding all these things into like her book and then just her going, you're done, you're done. You're and it done. just, it was so funny to me. I'm like, I don't know who you are, but I need to read your books. And that's when I went to Barnes and Noble and I picked up We Hunt the Flame. So, she's so um, she's hilarious and she's wonderful. And I just, oh my God, I can't praise her enough, but I just, I, I saw, I was like, okay, I know that this book is coming out soon, so that is the pitch for her other book, and it says, the novel follows a gang of outcasts in a deadly heist led by Arthur Casimir to save her tea room, mm-hmm. which fronts an illegal blood house where local vampires can purchase fresh blood. Like, <laughs> I'm there. That's <laughs> I mean, so cool! If Tempest of Tea has one fan, 100 fans, I am one of them. Yeah. If they have 10 fans, I'm one of them. Just
1: Kate and I jumping up and down from far away. Like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. I just have to say, yeah. too, while we're talking about Hafsa Feisal, I-, I think what you said about, like, her just being, like, really funny is so, mm-hmm. like, it's so endearing to me because I really do think there are a lot of YA, like, millennial authors that kind of give me the ick a little bit. Like, do you remember that one Chris Fleming sketch where it's, like, he's, like, meeting people after a show and this one guy shows up and does a bit and he's, like, leaping around and he, like, holds out something for Chris and Chris is like, is that for me? And he just kind of keeps leaping
0: around <laughs> yeah. some more and Chris gets really uncomfortable. Is that the one where, like like caro the bells starts playing not caro the bells but like
1: (laughs) play ride (laughs) yes that like that is the vibes that a lot of ya authors give me just like this very like oh like oh is this for me like type of but she doesn't do that for me i love her i respect her she's great
0: Great. oh she's great great. i love her
1: um yeah so Aylan, (laughs) uh On a scale of one to five, and I didn't come up with uh, a good reading system, so I'm going to say on a scale of one to five times that I have taken my hair out of my fucking towel and then wrapped (laughs) it again during this call because I'm having massive sensory issues. Uh, How many of those experiences would you give this book?
0: I rate that five out of five towels taken off of your head throughout this entire (laughs) podcast recording. 5 out of 5. I love this duology so much. It's it's one of those that I can't recommend enough to other people. Um it's right up there with the Six of Crows duology for me. Um it's right up there with the Dance of Thieves duology like those like there is a perfect duology. It is this one with those other two right next to it. <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> Good. <laughs> you can't pick a favorite child nice <laughs> no but i love it i love it so much and i clearly can't articulate how much i love this book i'm literally it's... gonna write that an
1: email to rad this is my favorite project you've ever did with those other two right next to it i love that immediately <laughs> part of my vocabulary unironically <laughs>
0: Oh uh, yeah. Uh yeah. What did you read it? Please save me. <laughs>
1: oh no. Uh wow, uh, that was really loud.
0: <laughs> I okay. think it's time for bed.
1: Um <laughs> I would give this. I literally just I don't know why that I thought that was so funny. I was like ah! <laughs> like a girl laughing at a bar at a guy that she wants to sleep with her. I mm. just laughed so loudly. <laughs> um also the guy is Altair um, yeah that's why anyway um i would i just dropped my retainer i would give this <laughs> a 5 out of 5 i don't have a reason not to like it's such rich writing Files is one of the most talented writers that i've experienced i've read over like honestly like over 40 books this year and yeah. this is one of the few books where i was just like yeah baby like i really enjoyed every moment <laughs> of it um, it deserves all the praise could not say more nice things about it. Please read this book.
0: So, so good. Please read this read series. Read book. Yeah. Do it.
1: Thank you for listening to Lit by Moonlight. We have had a wonderful season with you all. Uh, cannot say that enough. And uh, as we prepare for a little holiday hiatus, we wanted to take a moment to thank you all for spending every few Thursdays with us. We Thanks, love sharing our love of lit with you, and we are so excited to share even more fun and exciting things with you all. Um, oh, there's so much. Including some very exciting projects we have in store mm-hmm. for 2023. So if you're spending this winter holiday with uh, these holidays with like your family or your found family or what have you, we hope you enjoy. and
0: We'll miss you. World, we'll miss you but we'll see you in january for some really exciting stuff and you can find more about that on our social media you can follow us on instagram LBM Pod. we're on tumblr uh and i think our url is lit by moonlight pod we're on twitter but we both hate twitter so <laughs> you can follow us there on twitter uh, we are
1: elon musk and we have a check mark now yeah. So (laughs) just go find us. There's like a lot of us, but you'll you'll find us.
0: Yeah, you'll find us. You'll find us. We through the Elon's, and you'll find us through the Elon's. (laughs) All right, we'll see you next year, baby. Bye.